Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. How have increased energy costs actually affected your business? This is a great question that Kian asked me on Instagram recently as part of our brand new Q&A series, which we're now going to be running on the podcast. I'm super excited about this, guys. You can now send me your questions on social media, and I am going to hand select some of the very best questions to answer on the podcast. This is a superb question because I know that so many people are being impacted by this right now. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you the answer to that question. And hopefully in that answer are some solutions and some ideas to help you navigate the problems of increasing energy costs. Don't go anywhere. And please enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to the show. So today I'm answering Kian's question. How have the energy costs, the increasing energy costs affected your business, Andy? Oh, this is such a good question. It's so pertinent right now. And really the impact has been pretty substantial. Now, I'm going to answer this for you and hopefully in that answer are some good solutions and ideas that'll help you navigate any problems that you're having with this increase in energy costs as well. But Before I do that, I think it's really important to give you some context as to how I actually run and manage utilities in in my business and in my portfolio. Now, historically, I have had in part some of my tenancies on a bills inclusive package and some on a bills exclusive package where the tenants have managed those tenants. And over the years, that has become more and more bills inclusive. And I would say right now, we are literally 98%. We've got a couple of houses managing their own bills, but we're about 98% bills inclusive. So we manage a lot of utilities. We spend thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands of pounds on utilities every single month. So this is a big part of my business. It's something that I've always had a very keen eye on, but there's no doubt that this is more important than ever. And I've got a much more, a much keener eye on this now than ever before. Now, when I was first starting out, 
I used suppliers like British Gas and Scottish Power. And as the portfolio grew and as the business grew, it became a necessity to put everything with one supplier. At one point, everything was with Scottish Power. And that was an absolute disaster for so many reasons. At the end of the day, Scottish Power are a residential utility provider and they just didn't have the ability to provide the service that we needed. We needed an account manager. We needed somebody who understood our business, who could actually answer the phone to us when we were having issues or didn't understand our bills. We wanted, in fact, all of our bills on on one statement and they couldn't do any of this. So it took us a while to get everything on Scottish Power. Then we figured out that actually it wasn't really working for us. And then it took us a little while to get off them. We now have everything and have done for a few years with a provider who understand our business, who understand the HMO model, and they can put everything onto one bill. We get one bill every single month and they just absolutely get it. We pay them quarterly, but we get bills every month and that's really useful because that helps us manage cash flow and we can prepare for the bills that we've got coming. Now, internally, what happens is our tenants are obviously at home using the energy, spending on gas and electricity and water. And at the end of that month, at the very end of that month, our utility provider will take a reading. I would say that about 90% of our meters are smart meters now, so we don't have to take manual readings. There are a few where, for whatever reason, we've had some issues getting them onto smart meters. But the great thing about that is that it means we can get bills generated very, very quickly. So by about the fifth of every single month, we've got the bill from the previous month. And that's great because that means we're agile. That means we don't have to wait four, five, six, seven, eight weeks to figure out what our tenants have been spending and using before we give them any feedback. It's just too long. And if tenants are overspending, then they will continue to overspend for another month before you can even give them that feedback. So it was imperative for us that we got everything on smart meters where we could and that we were able to generate bills very, very quickly. And then internally, When we get the bills from our utility supplier, my team review them, we check everything, we look for any mistakes or anomalies. I would say every month there are there are a few and there is a bit of back and forth, but that's that's part and parcel of it. Like I said, there are some manual meter readings that we've got to give before this can be done. But by about the fifth of the month, we have that bill generated and we can see the usage at every single property. And this is great. This is all put into a table for us and we track that monthly usage and we actually track annual usage and that gives us a huge amount of data. And very quickly, what we can see are anomalies of usage. We can see where some tenants are using far more or some tenants or houses are using less. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen so much. And that means we can give them feedback very, very quickly. And then that's the next thing that my team will do. They'll feedback and say, hey, guys, look, your usage is kind of over where we anticipated it being this month. Here's some useful information. And then we've got the usual spiel about how to be economic. And we ask them just to be really mindful of the energies that they're spending. And where we've got fair usage caps in place, which we have for the student properties, slightly different for the professional ones, we gently remind tenants that at the end of their tenancy, they'll be liable for any overspend beyond their fair usage cap. And that way that prevents any unnecessary arguments or disputes at the end of the tenancy when tenants are saying that they didn't know or we didn't make them aware because if we're telling them every month if they're overspending then they've got plenty of time and opportunity to actually reduce their spend or prepare for a slight overspend at the end of the tenancy. 
So that's kind of how we run it internally. It sounds like a straightforward process, but trust me, we don't prepare the builds. Obviously, that's happening elsewhere. But just managing that whole process and checking everything, I would say, is still a part-time role in my business. That's you know, It does take a lot of time and it does take a huge amount of effort. Now, back in May 2021, I fixed our tariffs again. And those tariffs, those energy rates are all fixed up until July 2022. So I've got a couple months left on those tariffs. And we fixed in at really good rates. At that time, I could see that it was likely energy costs were going to go up, but there was no inclination this was going to happen. Things were going to spiral and, and kind of and run away from us as they did do. So we actually fixed in at a really good rate, a rate that I was really happy with. We negotiated that rate. And what that means is in the last year, while all this stuff's been kicking off, we've been quite fortunate. We've managed to almost dodge that bullet that a lot of people haven't been able to. You know, we didn't get caught out because we were fixed in on a good rate. Now, I was always aware that that rate was expiring around July this year. So we've got a couple of months left on that rate. However, Around September, October time last year was when things were really kicking off. It was in the news, bulb was going under and all this stuff was happening. And it's very clear that there were some big changes afoot in the energy markets. And I was really anxious about this. I was really anxious about the risk and the liability and what would happen. And I thought that if we don't make a move quite quickly, we might have a hand force when it came to renegotiating our tariffs. And my God, I'm glad that at that point in time, I sorted my tariffs for the next year out. So I decided to make quite a bold move. I decided to actually come away from our current provider, even though they've been great, they do a good job for us. I decided that I needed to take it a step further and completely remove the risk and liability of overspends from me entirely. And for that, I needed a different service. What I decided to do was go with a company who arranged the bills directly with the tenants. Now, it's the same in our student properties as it is with our professional properties, but I'm going to just describe shortly exactly how that differs for the two. But what happens is that utility company, they sort an agreement out with our tenants directly. So in the tenancy agreement, the tenants pay us the rent. And in that tenancy agreement, there's also an agreement that's signed by them and us and the utility provider, and they pay that utility provider for their bills. And they pay an amount per person per week. They pay it on a monthly basis, but essentially that's how it's worked out. For a five bed, that figure is £16 per person per week. And that's for gas, water, electricity, and broadband. Doesn't include council tax because the students are exempt from that anyway. So that's marginally more than I would say we're paying now for utilities, but because the tenants sign that agreement directly with the utility company, it's the tenants and the utility company who are responsible for that between themselves. We are completely removed for it. There's no risk of liability. We don't have to even look at the bills. We don't have to manage it. So at the same time as removing all the risk and liabilities of any overspends, that's now with the tenants with the utility company, we actually remove this huge admin headache because now my team don't even have to bother with any utility bills whatsoever. I'm so excited about this. This all you know, will happen in July. Now, since we fixed in, which was September, October time last year, those rates of £15 per person per week that our tenants signed up to have gone up by 50%. That same five bed rate is now £23 per person per week, I think. A massive jump. And that is why 
we were so proactive in getting this sorted. So this is one of the reactions that I made to what was going on. I think that this is actually a no-brainer for our students or our tenants as well, because that utility company, they actually provide that utility cost and broadband usage on an uncapped basis. So for our tenants as well, and I mean, at the time, I almost felt like this was too good to be true, but for our tenants as well, it means that they don't need to be worried or concerned about potentially overspending because they're not going to be responsible for it. That sits with the utility company. Exactly how they do it and make it work, I don't quite know. But they've obviously got a lot of properties and there'll be some that overspend, some that underspend, and on average, they'll make it work. The realising on the cake for this as well, it gets better, was that this utility company, they specialise in the student market and they have a huge advertising portal for the student properties. We were previously using Rightmove, which is, if you don't know, it's really, really, really expensive. And we managed to use their platform for free and let all of our student property for the 2022-2023 year, which is pretty fantastic. So we saved all of that cost as well. So we got all of our properties onto that. And in July this year, we're going to come off our current tariff. We're going to come away from our current energy provider and we're going with this new company. We've got no risk of responsibility of overspend. We don't have to manage or even look at any bills ourselves. And they've let all of our properties for us. So really, it's been a really positive move for us. But it Probably, you know, if it wasn't for all of the stuff that was going on in the energy markets, I wouldn't have actually looked in that direction. We'd have probably just continued as we were. Now, I said that it's slightly different for our professionals, and it is. You've got to remember that our professionals are on single tenancies, not on a joint tenancy like the students. So they can't just sign an agreement collectively like the students can. What we had to do in this instance was... And I actually asked this utility company to do this and do it bespokely for me. And they did. And I now know that they do it for other people. But I asked them if rather than the tenants signing the agreement, could I sign the agreement as the landlord? I would pay that same equivalent of £16 per person per week for the utilities. And I then received the same benefits that my student tenants did in that it's uncapped. Now that usage is uncapped for me. So I just pay a fixed amount. I don't need to look at a bill. I don't need to worry about readings. They saw all of that out. And if my tenants are overspending beyond any assumptions that the utility company are making or even that we make, it doesn't matter. We're not going to be liable for it. We don't have to pay any more. It's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. So that's £16 per person per week that we fixed in at for a five bed. I think that comes out at about £346 a month. I don't think that that's too bad at all in the current market. Like I said, that rate for that same five bed has gone up to £23, I think, a pound per person per week already. On the professional lets, we've still got that council tax to pay ourselves. So I think that that's roughly about 120 quid per property. So on our professional let now, or sort of from July this year, my absolute sort of fixed cost on utilities and council tax and broadband will be 346 plus 120 so let's call it 460ish something like that that does not seem bad at all to me and in fact looking back i am really 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 pleased that we did this i'm really pleased about how proactive we were and i'm really pleased that we found a company that understood what we were trying to achieve here and could actually make it work Look, I actually feel a little bit guilty saying that we've managed to sidestep the worst of this. Like this hasn't really had a massive financial impact on us. At the same time, and in the same breath, 
This wasn't something that was easy to do. Actually, deciding to move away from our utility provider was a huge, a huge consideration for us. And it's taken a lot of work, a lot of time and a lot of faith to actually do this. This was a really big business decision for us. It wasn't easy at all. And actually, sort of in Q4 of 21 and Q1 of 22, you know, this really took up all of our time and energy. It was a real focus for us as a business. So actually, while we managed to find a great solution Getting there was still very, very difficult. And of course, you know, we've still got to transition over in July. We've still got to actually change that supplier and go through that. And we know that there's going to be some teething problems with tenants who move in and the broadband isn't set up and and things like that. But this is just what's got to happen. It's certainly what's got to happen for us. And the real takeaway here is that proactivity is kind of what led us there. And it was having the foresight to see that things could potentially get worse, potentially get really bad and actually doing something about it. So if you're you're worried about this, if you haven't made a move yet, if you're coming off a tariff soon or something like that, make sure that you tackle this problem head on. Make sure that you go out and find the very best solution for you. Now, changing suppliers was only one part of kind of coming up with a solution for this problem. There are a couple of things that we've done as well. The obvious one was putting rents up. I could see what was happening and I briefed my team very early on and we put the rents up. So when we went out to market with our student properties, which was last September, October, we really pushed rents up. We added 10, 15% onto the rents. We put them up by about as much as we thought we possibly could. And we're actually expecting to get pushed back a little bit, but but we didn't. And we are strategically going through the professional portfolio and putting some of our professional room rates up as well. So those tenants who are in the properties, we're starting to put their rates up. And of course, when a room turns over, we're absolutely putting that rate up, but we're actually putting the rates up on tenants who are in our properties and who've been living with us for some time as well. It's the first time since I've been investing that I've actually ever done that. I don't feel good about doing it, but I do feel like that's a necessity. So that might be something else that you want to do. And the other thing that we've been doing that I think has been really important is tightening up on our feedback loop to our tenants, getting better at getting that feedback on usage back to tenants and giving them advice about how to be economic and how to be mindful. Like I said, we haven't been overly impacted on a financial level, but this is a big problem. You know, it's a global problem. And, you know, the whole energies thing has big points around sustainability there and actually this is important to me and I think that it's important to a lot of our tenants as well. I know we moan about tenants leaving the heating on things like that. And yes, of course they do do that. But at the same time, they're people, they're human, they forget like we all do. And they don't always know what the most economic things to do are. So we've been really trying to tighten up on that feedback loop, making sure that every single month they get that information, they can actually use it and put it you know, into context and, and give them practical solutions to reducing their usage and, and therefore the energy spends. There's one final thing that I've done in response to rising energy costs, and not just rising energy costs, like rising costs, full stop, labour, materials, employees, and all of this stuff. And that is to reassess our deal criteria. So properties that I'm buying, I'm buying for investors, had to really look at that again from a slightly different angle and, and put much more of a contingency in for, for rising utility costs and energy costs into the future. And it's exactly the same for our rent-to-rent deals. When we're having conversations with landlords about potential rent-to-rent deals, then actually that cushion that needs to be in there, that contingency that needs to be in there for things like this has got to be 
well negotiated. And actually what that means is putting a bit of extra meat on the bone. And that's tough for landlords to swallow. You know, of course, landlords don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that we're not going to give them quite as much per room. But that's what needs to happen at the minute. There's a real risk that energies and other materials and all these other things that we've got to spend money on to run our HMO businesses will continue to rise very, very quickly. And inflation is just soaring away. But what if we cannot increase rent at the same pace? We need to be really, 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 really careful about that. And for me, I guess that's kind of the underlying point. I'm just really cautious about all of this stuff and the potential for our profit margins to be narrowed further and further. And You know, at the end of the day, it all boils down to proactivity. The more that we can do about this now, the better. So that's it for today's episode, the first Q&A episode on the podcast. Kian, I hope that that answers your question and I hope that that gives all of our listeners a good insight into how it's been affecting my business, what I've done, and maybe some useful solutions and ideas that you can implement into your own HMO property business. If you want to chat about this more, then come on over to the HMO community on Facebook. You'll find me hanging out there with loads of other people who just nerd out on anything to do with HMOs. A great place to find guidance and support. So if you haven't already joined, come and check it out now. I guarantee you will not regret it. And of course, it's free. And if you want to level things up, if you really want to take things to the next level, then the HMOroadmap.co.uk is exactly where you want to be. It's got all the tools and resources, tips, tricks, hacks, downloads, case studies, and tons more. You know the spiel. I tell you every single week but it really is a fantastic resource to help you get to that next level. Head on over there now and check that out. And of course, don't forget that I'll be right back here next time in the very same place. So join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. Mm-hmm.